welcome to yet another episode of Story Screen Story Screen Presents yeah. Cathode Raycast. You got this. And uh, we are here to talk about a lovely Netflix series. But first, I am your host Bernadette Gorman White, and today I'm joined by two lovely guests. Ooh. And you are uh, Diana Demuro, Robbie Anderson. Very, very nice. Aw. Aw. <laughs> so we're going to get in today. We're talking about Sex Education, which was recently released on Netflix. And you two were the two people who individually told me, hey, we just watched the show. <clears throat> We'd love to talk about it. So let's get together and do it in a very formal manner. Yes. <laughs> Rather than just Scream as friends. about it at the bar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I could have just talked to you sooner, it. but... Yeah. Let's let's tell other people our Why thoughts. Why not make content right. about it, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm excited to see or hear what you guys thought about the show, because while I did like it, I thought it was fine, it felt to me like a very long movie, mm. more so than an eight-episode show. Okay. I wonder if that is partially because you said you kind of binged it, right? I did, I did. Did so, you also kind of binge it? I actually watched it pretty much in chunks, like two episodes yeah. a night over the course of like I think two weeks. I think that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. I did it like two episodes at a time. It was like me and my girlfriends, like it was our couple show mm. for, for a hot minute, you know? So we took, gotcha. we kind of took our time watching it. Nice. Yeah. Gotcha. So sex education, for those not privy to what this show is about, it is a Netflix show that was released, I believe, last month. Uh, we're recording this in March. I believe mm-hmm. it came out in February. But it is a story, kind of takes that high school trope, high school setting, different, you know, high schoolers, parents, what have you. And the, the lead character, Otis, Asa Butterfield? Is it Asa or Asha? Do we know? Good question. Ooh, or I don't know. Osa? More Osa? I don't know. I've never seen a name that so is that. So. I used that. So I used to know somebody named Osa, but she was Swedish, so she had like the umla, like the dots above uh, her A. Right. And this kid does not, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Otis is Butterfield. A Butterfield. Butterfield. That one we can figure out. Butterfingers. <laughs> uh, he is a 16-year-old student, and he has his group of friends. He's kind of an outcast. His mom is a sex therapist. Well, sex and relationship therapist, right. she says. Mm-hmm. And he's been basically raised by his single mother. His parents were divorced when he was much younger due to a sex-related issue. Kind of broke up their marriage. Probably their marriage wasn't doing so great to start out. Right. They were like both was, sex therapists together. Yeah, I think there was right? like a sense they have of like, like a co-book. Yeah. It's weird. It it's seemed a like weird. there's a sense of like competition <laughs> totally. that maybe divided them. Perhaps. Totally. You know, I think I got some of that. We should probably say up front that we are spoiling the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. from the get-go? <laughs> yeah. Spoil this? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. It's your show. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, typically I feel like with longer things or things that we've already kind of delved into, like, say, with the Legion podcast. Right. People who come to the Legion podcast know we're going to be getting into it. Right. right. But I feel like because this show is so short, eight episodes, yeah. roughly hour-length episodes, 45 minutes to, you know, Which I kind of liked that it was only eight episodes, because I feel like sometimes some of the Netflix shows are, like, pushing it to the 13, 14, and I'm Not like, it. enough! That's, that's too much. Stop it! Yeah, I mean, I that's agree. like um, End of the World, similar format. I really yeah. liked End, End of the, the World. World. I think it was even shorter. I think, I think it, was yeah. like it was, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. I think it was two hours altogether. I loved End of the World. Yeah, the world's good. And Similar vibes here. Agreed. I think yeah. with End of the World being, you know, shorter episodes, I think 
probably more than eight. I think it was ten. Mm-hmm. That felt more to like like a show right. to me. Yeah. But I guess because these characters, they were so divided. Because they set up pretty early on that this is going to be a fairly large cast. Right. Yeah. And so certain episodes, you would only see a character briefly. I kind of liked that. Which was nice. It was pretty, they were pretty developed though. I, I felt like, whereas sometimes you have like these trope characters off to the side and they don't get developed. I felt like a couple of them, and we can talk about it more later. Yeah. But, Sure. It felt like a lot of They the, definitely had their own yeah, stories that were Even the ancillary compelling. characters had yeah. their, like, time to shine or had right. arcs, you know, even some yeah. characters who you you thought were going to be one-off, like, you know, they have kind of a beginning, middle, and end in their own right throughout, like, even if it's, like, of, of the course of the whole season or, or two episodes, Right, you know? right, they, right. They get a kind of, their time in the sun. Oh, definitely. So we open up the show with these two characters, and I will say it did make me a little uncomfortable. Oh, hell yeah. I came into the show- Well, I watched this by myself, so it was oh, a yeah. little easier. <laughs> I think I watched that first episode by yeah. myself. Yeah, intensity. Or no, I watched it with my sister. Ha <laughs> ha, family. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I watched some YouTube videos later that were teachers watching the first episode, uh-huh. and they were really funny. That sounds like Were they a good really time. uncomfortable? Yeah, they were super uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that's kind of the. I mean, I guess maybe we'll talk about it more later, but that's kind of like, I think the thing about the show. Where yeah. Sex education is very clinical the way that we understand it. Or, right. Yeah, it's definitely in like America. Like our sex education is, first of all, not good. Yeah, well, it's almost non existent. It's also, yeah, probably depending on where you're from. So, also, we're from different areas. Of I'm the a country. little bit older than you guys. Yeah. My health education, I remember being very disease oriented. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. It was very much like, Agreed. let's scare the crap out of you. Yeah, it's explaining more, it's, syphilis. You know, like, and it, yeah. it didn't actually explain condoms or, protect, you know, any kind of right. birth control or anything Consent. like that. Yeah, no, yeah, none of the that. Big none of that. Yeah, yeah, none of that. Right. They taught you how to not have sex, not right. how to, like, have safe Fear. sex. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, respect oh, yeah. your partner or, you know, things about human empathy, which right. school lacks a lot. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So knowing that uh, Jillian Anderson, who plays Otis's mom, is a sex and relationship therapist, I thought going into this first episode, it's a graphic sex scene. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm watching adults have sex. This is cool. These, these are patients of the mom. Right. And then you find out, like, nope, they're the high schoolers. They're teenagers. Like, yeah. I feel very uncomfortable now. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure their actors are, are of age to be doing that on camera. But, um, yeah, the, my only, like, criticism of the show is, like... Eight-year-olds don't. They don't fuck like that. No, these people, they don't these know people, how to do this. They don't know how to do it. Like, these people are having sex like porn stars, which is a level of fidelity that I have not yet captured in all of my years of intercourse, and they're doing it immediately. They're well, like they're Olympic. British. It might be different over there. <laughs> yeah. They might like, be real good at banging early. Maybe. <laughs> but they're more open to that type of yeah. uh, discussion. But I, okay, so yeah. saying that, like, those two, the first opening scene is, like, they're really getting into it. Getting into it. I like the fact that we're introduced to Otis, whose mom is a sex therapist, and Otis A doesn't know what's going on, even though he, like, clinically... Understands. Scientifically understands... And then B, he's, like, afraid to just, like, touch himself. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, thinks it's wrong. Well, he's and we like, learn more about that as the show goes on. But he, he like, keeps trying and freaking yeah. out. And you're kind of like, that's actually realistic. Not yeah. everybody's comfortable. Well, he's almost like a surrogate for, like, you know, if you have a blank slate who is, like, taught sex through the normal sex education that we understand, like, not very sexy. 
not going to be super into, right. you know, self-pleasure or otherwise, if that's all you know about it is kind of like, you know, yeah. the clinical version of it. Right. Yeah. And this poor kid who's grown up around the clinical side. Yeah. But also the terrible world of high school where the rumor is that everyone's doing it except for you. Yeah, yeah. totally. So it's like both sides of those pressures coming in and mm-hmm. creating one very strange messed up kid right yeah. who's very relatable yeah sure. and you can definitely yes. be like motivated by being attracted to someone or having the urge but then like still not necessarily knowing what the hell you're supposed to be doing which mm-hmm. is kind of fun to see that in the various stages yeah or like some of the characters are not good at having sex even though mm-hmm. they're trying you know so. mm-hmm. it's just like you know the the hurdles that he has to jump through like are they feel very like real and relatable even though they're like very clinical and strange but then even seeing like you know like seeing some of the more like graphic sex sex scenes and like you know the one that we're kind of like talking about like the original one and like what happens during that sex scene is like i think that's even more relatable and i kind of like that they cut through the bullshit almost of being like no we're talking about like yeah sex and like you know there are people who have tr- like problems, like uh, that the, that character, the principal's son. Oh yeah, Adam. Adam, the then, you know, People son. like have that Madam. issue, and like you don't really see it tackled like uh, in a show in like a respectable way. Oh okay. You know what I mean? Like that's usually something. Like if a character in a show or a movie has that same issue, it doesn't get resolved in the way where it's like it's okay, like just be patient or like do you or we're gonna talk about it. It's like no, they're just bad at sex forever. Yeah, or what's so, wrong with you? What's wrong with you exactly? Yeah. And like I, I and you know, it's common for for men who do have the problem to like go down like the Viagra path line and like right. But he's very young. He's very young and should not be doing that. But like you know, that can also lead to more problems when you start to try and like right. compensate that way instead of like seeing a doctor or a therapist. You know, sure. Mm-hmm. So I think all that like kind of very real world like action consequence stuff that was happening. Like I was like really into that. I thought it was good. Yeah, I will say within that first. So you see Adam and his then girlfriend Amy right. at the time having sex, and then the next scene you see Adam in is when he's in the hallway roughing up. Eric, who's right. the best friend of Otis, Otis, who is out at school. Right. He's out at he's home. He's one, one of the few people that is out Right. Is at he school. out at home? He is. I think his dad, think his dad I think like his knows. family well, knows. I think, I think sure. as the show goes on, it's kind of like alluded to because his dad is kind of like, hey, if you're going to live like this, you got to toughen up. Exactly. Like you gotta, I think yeah. his family knows. Well, yeah. there's just, so I just watched some episodes today and you just watched some yesterday as mm-hmm. well. And, um, but you watched the whole thing again yesterday. I started it yesterday, ended yeah. it today. Yes. So the scene where, not to jump like too far ahead, but just because it's like on the subject, like when he has the the girl who's into all like the tentacle, oh yeah, like cartoon She's fantasy. Awesome. Well, when she goes over to his house before they do, like, yeah, their they're dress kind up, of like, oh, he has a girl over. Exactly. I think so, that, I think they're kind of still hopeful. hoping. You know, I hope I she's the easier path. The right. way I read it was like the dad and the mom. No, there right. hasn't been a conversation about it, but like his siblings are kind of still, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, when Adam is like roughing Eric up in the hallway, I told Mary Colleen, it's like within the first five minutes of the show, I'm like, this kid's suppressing That kid's gay. Yeah. That's going to be his arc. And Mary Colleen's like, well, we'll find out because she's already watched it all. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so it was her second time watching it. And so while I still think Adam was a very cool character and there are clearly people in high school who go through that experience. Yeah. I didn't find it. I found his arc to probably be the least exciting out I of agree. all of the kids. I agree. But still well done. Yeah. I was still surprised that he ended up uh like kind of being queer. I did not I did not necessarily 
I know some people like like what you were just saying. How yeah. like some people were really just like, I know what's going on. It's the bullying trope. But I think by the time we got to that, I was just like, well, this show seems very like uh, not super tropey or like relying on tropes. So I did not see it coming. And then when it happened, I was a little bit like, I'm into it, but it was like a little weird. Um, but now after rewatching some of the earlier episodes, I can kind of see that it was like seated properly a little I bit. I definitely earlier. am on Bernadette's page where I like pretty early on was like, oh, I see this coming. But what I was more surprised by was like later on in the show. So there's like that one other queer kid who's a lot more popular. And yes. he kind of makes the comment to Eric, like, I'm not your type. Like, kind of alluding that jerk face Adam is Eric's type. <laughs> like, that he likes yeah. it a little more rough and mm-hmm. in your face. And not as pretty. So that to me was like an aha moment where I was like, no shit. Like, I'm like, this kid he's let pick on him this whole time. He's slightly attracted to. So that's kind of why he's put up with this bullshit for so long. No, it's a good move. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I do think that this show delves in a little bit deeper than I expected to. Yeah. For sure. But I do think I'm excited. If I'm going to watch the second season, I'm more interested in them diving deeper into these characters, not as tropey. Right. Because there were times when, for instance, when the main female character is introduced, Maeve, Mm -hmm. I also, like, I don't know why I was super, like, call-out-y when I was watching this first episode. I'm like, the rumors about her aren't true. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah, they're playing with these normal things. Right. Exactly. What I liked about her was that they actually spent some time, though. Like, instead of her just being, like, yeah, a girl who's got rumors about her that is object of Otis's affection, it was actually, like, oh, she had her own plot. She's very intelligent. She's busting her ass. And then, like, had all these issues with her own family. So I felt like that was a lot more compelling, whereas sometimes you just have that kind of, like, mm-hmm. girl off to the side for them to fantasize about and nothing ever comes with them. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I mean, I think she is even made, like, more interesting by, you know, the fact that her and Otis, by the end of the show, do not end up together. Right. So I think that's, like, interesting. And my, my one of my favorite, like, character moments for her um, is just the fact that she, like, when... Um, uh, her boyfriend or her soon-to-be boyfriend made the giant gesture of love and she ends yeah. up being into it like kind of speaks louder because it's like no she it kind of solidifies like oh no she does want to be popular she just really kind of puts on airs that she doesn't want this lifestyle mm. and i think that kind of goes against that trope right which i was like really into and in that she's trying to make this leadership work even though they're kind of from different sides of of the track so to speak i like that he is also a little bit more than like dumb Jack. He's not. He's very smart. He's another one of those characters who really have hard. their time in the sun. Yeah. yeah, and like you get the interesting story of his moms and like them putting a lot of pressure on him and him having his own issues with being yeah. anxious or trying to deal with all this pressure. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice because usually they give you a pass where they're like, oh, well, the doofy Jack, you don't like him anyway, so it's okay if she dumps him for Otis. But like in this situation, you're like, no, I kind of like him too. Yeah. Or at least you don't want him to totally screw up his life. You're just like, no. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah. So good characters for the most part. Yeah, it was really hard watching because it makes you uncomfortable realizing that these adults are kind of living off their fantasies through their children That's or through true. their students. Right. And yeah. especially Adam's dad, like choosing his son over his real son. Like, yeah. He was like, Jackson, you're my boy. Like, yeah. you're doing so well for this yeah. school. And it was very uncomfortable seeing those interactions, like, when they're at home. 
Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just like, oh, your poor mom, but I'm, I don't give a shit. Go upstairs, you know, don't wake your mother, whatever. You know, like, yeah. You, yeah. you embarrassed me. And you're just kind of like, ah. Because there's a moment where Jillian Anderson's character says to Otis, her son, Otis says, I'm not a part of you. Like, right. I'm my own person. She was like, but you are a part of me. Totally. And I felt the same thing echoed with uh, Jackson's parents. Oh, yeah. Especially that they said, you know, he was kind of like their miracle baby. They yeah. didn't know if they could have a child. Yeah. And you, you're kind of a oof. reflection of the parents, unfortunately. And it's oh. kind of a thing we all deal with growing yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely really enjoyed um, the dynamic between Eric and his dad the most of all the parents. I feel like that was the most refreshing, too, because, yeah. like you said, like with wondering if the parents knew he was gay or not. Like, I loved that kind of like turning point episode where he mm-hmm. decides. So his parents are definitely immigrants and they're religious, but yet they're conscious of the fact that he is gay. And as he becomes more out about it, it's kind of awesome because they're still supportive, you know, yeah. like they're kind of like, okay, we just want to protect you. We didn't want it to be hard for you, it but shows, they're not like, yeah. we're ashamed of you. <laughs> it, it shows, it's kind of cool to see like on the small screen, like a family that's not like, we're judging you for being gay. It's yeah. more like we're worried about your safety. Totally. And Which is a legitimate that's thing. That's like a lot more refreshing. I think a lot more modern, like, yeah. I'm sure there are definitely many cases of parents like, you know, shaming their children when they come out. But I think the more realistic thing to be afraid of when you have a child just going to the closet being like i'm afraid what this terrible world's gonna like yeah. do to you you know vi- like violently and i think it's like a uh, a pretty realistic portrayal too to um have for it to be in the uk and then have like other immigrant populations that maybe us as americans are not as familiar with but then mm-hmm. like just showing like okay, people are moving to a new place they're trying to assimilate they're trying to appear normal yeah and they're worried about that and then to throw another aspect into it where you're like, okay, now you're gay. You're like calling extra attention to yourself. Wait, no, you know, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So definitely his dad was really sweet. Or just like seeing him go to church with his family. That was a pretty awesome sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was kind of cool that he kind of found like solace with like yeah, the had, community aspect of church. He had to know? kind of accept right. himself. Yeah. yeah. No, it was cool. That they said you're always welcome here, right? Yeah. For your family, yeah. And that's also like really which is like what it should be like, but not always is. Not always, <laughs> so. but the thing is, like you know, we definitely see more like uh, when entertainment kind of talks about like religion and stuff. We definitely see more people kind of like ostracize the entire like idea of religion. Whereas, like you know, even me as like a non-religious person can really appreciate the aspect of like community building and what they do for people who just want to be a part of this thing and like you know to have a queer character like find safety in a church yeah is nice to see on the screen you know mm-hmm. it's also really nice to see him and and otis interact like yeah and to just, to just see that not be an issue like they're just loves him yeah they're just yeah. teasing each other he's just like oh you couldn't come what blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. there's no worry of <laughs> you know like, like, like oh are they gonna smooch or something yeah yeah there's no, never right. a fear of that happening. and it's kind of a like this is his childhood friend they've watched each other age he's probably you know watched eric learn that he's gay and, sure. and decide to come out so like and also if there's any big one deal. friend who's going to be really good about that it's your sex educated friend, <laughs> you know who's going to be like oh yeah it's totally normal to be queer there are many sex right. of the human population that are queer like but it's important that's to, a good friend to have yeah i mean aspects. like their friendship is really like adorable to watch and i think it's like they're they make fun of each other but they're not nasty they're not yeah. mean right right so that's like a nice refreshing thing to see 
The yeah. scene of them dancing at prom is like one of my favorites. It's awesome. Too. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. good too that like they had their falling outs. Like, you know, Eric mm-hmm. is like, you know, you're ditching me for a girl, which is a common thing. Happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens even with girls. It's just like. Oh, yeah. 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 I really liked that night at. Or, well, I keep calling it prom. The dance. Oh, no. It, it, it <laughs> very much. Prom? No, it was you just know, the dance. It very dance, much had but... like a, an American school feel, which yes. makes me wonder like. Were the writers of this show American? Right, yeah. Was it a mixed bag? Because the characters are predominantly British, but there's right. a lot of, like, aspects to their school, which seem kind of John well, Hughes American right, style. Yeah. Wasn't there a joke that it was a problem and it was, like, they had to ask people on dates and Otis was just like, that's an outdated American tradition. Yes. And yeah, so yeah. I think it was, like, a... Prom-ish. Quote-unquote prom. Prom-esque. Yeah. But I really liked the scene with Eric's dad when he did say, I guess I'm learning for my brave son. Aw. And, yeah. yeah. and I felt like uh, the mom, Otis's mom, was also, Jean, was very much like, well, I'm learning now that sex isn't just clinical. Like, I'm seeing it through you that it's much more emotional than that. And a right. lot of factors go into it, more so than probably what she ever realized. Well, That's she's also true. learning a little bit from uh, Handsome Plumber Dad. Oh, <laughs> I love that Jacob. guy. Yeah, that guy is awesome. And he so is, is his daughter. His daughter's so, also is awesome. Yes. so handsome. Yeah. He's so, like, debonair, like, you know, but like, she, like, Ukrainian man with tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, she it. pretty much told him when she first met him, she was like, I don't find you attractive. You just have this pheromone. <laughs> Come on. She was like, you don't have do, to be attractive. How do you it's feel about uh, how do you feel about Jillian's British accent? Uh, it's I've heard fun. I've heard from a trusted British friend that she kind of has like the Queen's accent. Yeah, and she she's sounds a little formal, like, too posh that anyone normally who lives. I've seen her on would. some like masterpiece theater type stuff. Yeah, but it's fun. It was yeah. fine. I was into it. <laughs> I don't have the ear for accents like that, so right. you know, it's fine. <laughs> I think she, as a character, probably wasn't written super well. I'm imagining that she is doing as much as she can with the page yeah. that she can. But I didn't think her character was very compelling right. or interesting. I just felt like she was very boring. She gets a little she's better like by the end. the flashier one. Like, she's yeah. supposed to be the flashiest character because she's right. like the sex therapist. I know. But <laughs> I, I to me, I was her. just like, oh, she's kind of a terrible mom. She's yeah. answering herself in all of the wrong moments. She's not a great mom. No. Well, but, but she's she, kind of a fun. She like swung yeah. too far. Like it's very good. I think I don't have any children yet, but to be open with them because my right, mom wasn't yeah. very open with me. But it was like she was almost too open. Right. I think, then, it, I think it makes sense for what the show is doing, though, that she's not because again, like she's a very clinical mom. Right. You know, she's just like I will help my son. I'll talk to him about masturbating. No mom will talk to his son about masturbating. Right. I will do this. Where <laughs> no, it's like I that's not what you're pretending to masturbate. masturbate, and it's just like yeah. that's not what the kid needs right now. He needs no. like empathy. He needs, and the he needs you to there. leave him alone for a little yeah. while. So I think like I think it makes sense for her character. I I never really thought of her as like a a bad mom, just like a very a mom who. You know, has the same problem problem that Otis does, where she she sees things too clinically or too almost like looking at the science of it rather than the emotion of it in mm-hmm. a way, and that's kind of her detriment. And she kind of you know has She's an arc as well. She she gets through it as well. You know, yeah. I think that traumatic sex moment that she had with her son, you know, she had herself as well. You know, and sure. in in a way, sure. Yeah, I just felt towards the beginning of the season. There's a gag where pretty much every man that sleeps with the mother can't find the restroom and ends up in, in Otis's, Otis's room, room every yeah. single time. Cool. And I'm like, she's doing this on purpose. She's sending them to his room. Like, the bathroom's at the end of the hall. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> to spy cool. on your son. Yeah. I'm like, this is weird. She's weirding me out. How yeah, can these weird. men 
not find a restroom. And it, it's also kind of funny that, like, he doesn't have a lock on his door, which, you know, maybe some parents don't want their kids to be able to lock their room. But I feel like it's kind of like to at least trust them to have some privacy. Like, hey, you can go in your room and, and close your door. My parents are kind of like that. Yeah. I, I still don't know, like, how much they mine didn't privacy. Mine didn't actually <laughs> lock very well. I, I have some memories of me trying to keep my door closed while my mom yeah. was yelling at me. <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely like, you know, I'd be on the phone or like, who are you talking to? It's just like, I don't, doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, they didn't understand yeah. privacy super well either. Yeah. Not I, to the certain, not to the extent of Chilean Anderson's character. Right. right. Yeah, I could be in my room with the door closed if I was the only one in there. Ah, but yeah. if I had any friends over, the door had to be open. Interesting. And my door literally opened into the living room. Oh. There was no hallway. There was nothing. What do they think you're going to do with the door closed if you're that adjacent to family time, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not that crafty. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, I'm not that sneaky. If you smoke weed, they're going to know whether the door's open or closed. (laughs) Or if you're doing sex stuff, like, they're going to probably figure it out. Right. I don't know. We had very thin walls. Parents are weird. (laughs) Um, I thought that Adam and Gene were going to bang in that first episode. I thought oh, so. I had sexual chemistry. I did. Right? I did appreciate that. That he was like, "Your mom's like a sexy witch" or something yeah. like that. Like <laughs> he was like, "Yeah," he was like weirded yeah. out, but at the same time was like, "Oh, your mom's cool. Why that, aren't you?" That one What's line wrong where he's with you? like, uh, "He's like he's going through the house," and Otis is like afraid he's gonna find all the yeah. sex stuff, and he's like, "You all have a sex engine." <laughs> he just says it so matter of factly. It's just like that's so funny. <laughs> He's just like holding the two dildos, and then like I think when he Otis like approaches him, he just has like one of like a a tassely whip thing. Right. It's just like he's like you have a sex dungeon, and it's just like this is so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) The show is, I think, very funny. It is. I I was like crying, laughing at points. Really, I I am a huge fan of this show. I I I definitely thought it was pretty funny, which I think is important because you're like things are awkward. Mm -hmm. It's good to show stuff like realistically, or be like you know. Shit is awkward. Like yeah. sex is funny or bad or weird. It's not always good and dramatic. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. British television doesn't always like jive with me. I think yeah. there are some like consistent choices across the board that I don't always like kind of fuck with. This show like got its hooks in me instantly. I was so into it the whole time. I really, really, really liked it. Huh. Interesting. Because for me, when I get into British humor, the draw for me is the the dry humor. Mm. Yeah. And so this felt very much to me like an Americanized. British show. Yes. I could see that. And yeah. so for me, especially because two years ago, or was it just last year when Love, Simon came out? Oh. I feel like I was almost like too hot mm-hmm. off of watching Love, Simon, which was months ago. Okay. That I was like, this is giving me Love, Simon vibes, which oh. wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. But I didn't find it laugh out loud, hysterical. I yeah. see. I, when I was watching, I was just like, whoo, I wish these characters could see what we see. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, that's not how the show works, yeah. obviously. Yeah. No. I did laugh when uh, he was first giving the therapy sessions, like a confessional style. Yeah. In the bathroom. Funny. I liked the bathroom scenes. I yes, right. Bathroom. Right. So if you haven't watched the show, the premise is that Otis, who doesn't have sex, gives sex advice or therapy advice. And he's good at it. But he's actually really good at giving relationship advice. That's right. the thing. More so. And I yeah. think that's what I really liked about the show the most. Yeah. Is that they were saying, listen, it doesn't matter if your sex is bad or if your sex is good. Right. If you can't communicate with your partner, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Right. And that's what Otis is getting at, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Which is sort of what he struggles with, too. Yes. It just takes him longer to realize it. So. Yeah. I yeah. thought all the like lessons he imparted with people, I was just like, no, nah, this is good advice. Right. And not And not like too, like... 
you know, my, my, my partner is going to school for like behavioral psychology. So like, you know, sometimes she watches stuff like this and she's just like, you don't normally ask people like how they feel. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> like the last question you ask. So like, you know, you can't take it like too accurately the way that he's doing it. But right. I thought like, you know, in terms of like TV show life lessons, like these are, are good. And what I liked about it is that they're, they're not very typical. You know, mm-hmm. I really like how brazen and crass the show is. Sure. I'm still feeling very accessible. Like, you know, I do think it's a show that I could recommend to my mom. Don't want to watch it with her. Don't right. want to watch it with her ever. ever. Right. No, don't need to do that. Oh, but- I've, I've definitely watched like some random shows. My mom and I used to watch Sex in the City. Yeah. And mm-hmm. back in the day, that was more graphic because mm-hmm. it was HBO. So you're just right. kind of like, now okay. Now things are like above and beyond. But, but like back then, I've definitely yeah. seen a few movies where I've been like, not with mom. I don't yeah. want to. Just start the screen. Yeah. But for like as crass as the show can be, I think yeah. it's very accessible for everybody. And I think there's yes. a little something there for everybody to, to, to gain from the show. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think like despite, well, you know, in, in conjunction with it being funny, it has like some really good messages. Like it has some good episodes where it kind of deals with like the idea of toxic masculinity a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. with Adam, with Eric, you know, being okay with yourself. With Jackson. With Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the episode where it's kind of like the, it's my vagina episode. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, where it's like, you know, the the kind of like slut shaming and the idea of like why Maeve is so pissed off is that she's like, oh, I've been called cockbiter for like however many years right. just because I wouldn't kiss this one kid. You know, and then like mm-hmm. that people are just mean to each other. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool, it, it had some good messages in it. It uses the, the high school tropes, I think, well. Yeah. Also like doing its own thing for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely. Had, had a very good soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. Very good soundtrack. Agreed. You know, even the scene where you're at a party and you have like Eric like teaching everyone how to like give a blowjob through a banana. Oh, like, that was cringe. That is just not something you would see on TV ever. Yeah. And it feels very contemporary in that way because I, I could see that happening at like a high school party now. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that because like, you know, some of these, uh, you know, like you're in the show where, you know, diversity is very important and like very fluid the way that they talk about it without losing some of the messages of being like, well, no, there are people who are not okay with queer people or even, you know, he's in drag when he gets like attacked by those dudes, but that's even more of like a greater sentiment to like, people who dress differently or identify differently, you know, like mm-hmm. the show is very fluid, fluid by bending those lines. Like you don't have kids in high school besides like Adam, which like, you know, that kind of makes more sense when he comes out or not, doesn't come out, but like does some queer out. acts in a way. Yeah. yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I like how the show like is still very inclusive and diverse, but still like is not afraid to talk about like, not everyone's this way. The show is this way, but not everyone is going to be as mm-hmm. accepting as I kind sounds. of wish that they hadn't resolved that like, him getting sent off to military school so quickly. I know. It was very sudden. It was really abrupt and it's sort of like, oh, just as Eric is sort of like becoming more okay with himself. It would have been interesting to see if they had like continued and have a character that's not okay with themselves. Like, Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that might, we're getting a season two. True. That's true. That might not be as, uh, you know, tied up as we as we think it is. Right. That's that's true. Yeah. Have either of you watched Degrassi: The Next Generation? I have, but maybe yeah. not all of the seasons. I, I watched some of the older ones. Degrassi. I watched quite a few seasons. Degrassi: The Next Generation does tackle a lot of these same issues yeah. that they tackle in this show, like the jock queer mm-hmm. who doesn't really fit those queer stereotypes is on the wrestling team, right? You know, right. What have you? And it does tackle diversity issues and. 
women coming to terms with the fact that they might like sex and that's okay. Right. Yeah. It does a lot of the same things, but over the course of a much longer drawn out period. I feel right. like sex, sex education gets to the point. It does. It kind of gets. Which yeah. I get now, for right. sure. I think yeah. that's why it feels so concise as an eight episode arc for at least this chapter of these character yeah. stories. I mean, it felt very like TV showy to me because um, I do feel like the episodes are like um, be- because it's not like sequentially right after each other because mm-hmm. there is like some amount of time gap that happens between episodes. It didn't right. feel like one long like movie chunk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I liked it. Like, you know, I like the shows almost like uh, you know, almost something like Dexter where it's like serial in a way where it's sure. like, you know, like throughout this year of school. We just pop in eight times, but, like, it covers all these different time periods. You know? Right. You liked that it wasn't super formulaic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, like, formulaic in the sense it's like, you know he's going to do some sex educating, and you know he's <laughs> in love with Maeve. So right. You, like, but these are these are thematic plates getting spun. They're not, like, you know, it's not like Seinfeld where you really know what's going to happen, like, every episode, you know? It's like, someone's going to do something weird, and then walk in the room and say yeah. something weird, and you got to tip somebody, I don't know. <laughs> It's not like sitcom, like, you know, what's going to happen, but you know, that, what did you, good. what did you guys think about the Ola character at the end? The, the, like Otis's potential love interest. I really liked it. I liked that they are saying that in high school, because I feel like a lot of the time you're kind of told in high school, like, oh, you get one boyfriend and this is going to be your boyfriend for high school. Right. I liked that Otis was conflicted. Yeah. And he was like, well, I do have very strong, deep feelings for Maeve, but also I'm friends with her. Yeah. And this Ola character, even though I still kind of have pent up frustration, actually I still likes me. really like Ola too. Yeah. And I liked it. She I think was, she's a she cool character. Cool. I really like her character and the actress and performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not know why she came back to him after she yeah. called her a pussycat. I'm like... <laughs> Girl, a what? goat. I, yeah, a goat. That's what it is. I was like, girl, <laughs> but, what is but wrong he's a, with you? A rock clinging goat, which right. is pretty badass. Yeah, the ones that can well, I mean, he tries the cliff not face. as cool as a lion. He tries to redeem himself. You know, he goes to her True. store and buys all the cat food. I guess I didn't see it as a. Uh, <laughs> You know, if I was if I was Otis, I would not expect that girl to come back. And yeah. If I was that girl, I'd be like, peace. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. like, if that's how you feel. Go get torn up by the lion. I'll go goat around somewhere else. See you right. Later. Yeah. I do kind of like that she's sort of more like on the learning curve with him, though, where yeah. she's kind of yes. like, "You want to kiss me? Okay, don't talk. Mm-hmm. You're don't gonna ruin it." <laughs> you know, yeah. she like she's like honest with him, which is kind of what he needs at I this guess, point. Like, I don't find her coming back to him very believable, but I do sure. really enjoy that she does because their yeah. chemistry. She's I an think interesting is really character. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think they have like. A ton of chemistry, but did I you like guys, to see them kind of find it in a way. Did you guys ever watch the OC? No. No? I did not, no. You did not? So there's like the best female character is Anna in that, and she's sort of like the version of Ola in this. Yeah. But in that version, he doesn't like her. Like they have good chemistry. They kind of like each other, but he ultimately mm-hmm. still likes his, his Maeve, his like dream girl right and so she like leaves but this is sort of like a cool scenario where oh okay i'm gonna actually try and date ola and see how it goes so we'll we'll have to see i mean it it makes whatever the the ball they're gonna kind of lob up for season two of yeah this triangle i think will be even more interesting i think it's kind of what what you guys were alluding to earlier where you know i'm excited for season two because it has room for them to kind of like 
let the characters breathe a little bit more on their own and like kind of like explore some of like the kind of arcs that they've set up now, like long term, uh, instead of relying on some things that we might already be familiar with. Right. Sure. I think too with Ola coming back to Otis, mm-hmm. I also think that with her mom dying, that Ola probably has the understanding of, well, you know, people can make mistakes. He was rude. But he came and he apologized. Right. And I'm willing to see where this goes because he's not dead to me. He's still very much breathing in my life. True. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. Because I think she probably learned a level of compassion and empathy that a lot of high school students don't get to learn. Right. They're, by not, that age. they're not at that level yet. Because they're not affected yeah. by that type of travesty sure. that took place in her life. Yeah. Where she's kind of almost become the pseudo adult to her dad. Yeah. yeah, where he's kind of like behave and she's like, you behave, you know, yeah. it's kind of like taking yeah. care of each other. I imagine there to be some awkward moments uh, when you have a mother, son, yeah. father, daughter dating team well, like, happening. Oh when uh, when Gene shows up at his door and is kind of like, you know, my son likes your daughter, I'm sure he'd be very upset. And then they just make out anyway. <laughs> you're kind of like, care. okay, you're kind of like, go with it. And you want them to. But at the same time, you're like, oh, no. You're in for both. I mean, yeah. like, in my mind, it's just like, I don't know. You guys are weird people. Just figure it out. It'll be fine. But I guess I could see Otis not being into it. Yeah. I really liked that Jean said, like, well, this is what I'm observing. And Jakob is like, well, what have you observed through me? Mm. And she completely reads him incorrectly. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, you're a wild beast and you can't be tamed. And he was like, no, actually, my wife died and I haven't been with anyone since. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of awesome. And you're like, gosh, Jean, you're so bad at your job, Jean. <laughs> Either that or, like, she's finally met her match because yes. she couldn't read him. Maybe maybe yeah, a little bit cool. of both, you know? I yeah. mean, like, you know, we kind of understand that she's been, you know, having, like, a, a career crisis in a way. She hasn't been able to write until recently and she right. has to use her, her son or, or family as the catalyst for these things. You know, yeah. she only wrote her last book with her husband. Sure. Now she has to use her son as kind of the catalyst for this book. So He seems like, like a dick. Yeah. Oh, he sucks. Her husband. 10 out of 10 sucks, but... <laughs> You know. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you know, I really like Jean. I actually really like Jean's character, but, like, I like her for her flaws, I think. Sure. Because it makes it interesting to watch. Yeah. You know, when she finds the kind of, uh, the, uh, wet dream stain on the blanket. Like, I like all that. <laughs> I like, it's funny, you know. I think it's funny, too, to, like, you know, as we're getting older and we don't have kids, but, you know, you start, like, identifying... I, I'm always in that gray area where I identify with, like, the high school character, but I'm also starting to identify with the adult characters. And, like, that was present a lot after we saw eighth grade, where I was like, the yeah. dad is awesome. I kind of sympathize with him. And at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm sympathizing with the kid. But in this situation, you're, like, watching Gene, and you're just like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, no, you're going to ruin it. You you were being so cool for a little while. Just stop. <laughs> you kind mm-hmm. of have sympathy for her at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're at a good spot for a break. Yeah. Cool. Take a quick break. Stay tuned. And welcome back to our second half of sex education discussion here at Story Screen. So we were discussing over the break the things that we wanted to get further into that we kind of touched on in the first half, and one of them being the relationship between Jackson and Maeve, Mm -hmm. and kind of dissecting that a little bit further. 
just because I do think there is a lot of times where you see something portrayed in film or television where it's like bad boy, girl jock, or girl, bad guy, right. bad girl, yeah. and then boy jock. And they kind of touch on this in a weird and interesting way. Yeah. Where it's the girl who's hesitant because she doesn't want to get in too deep because eventually the guy is just going to break her heart. Or that she doesn't think she's good enough. That's true. To get with the boy, which I thought was an interesting take. Yeah. She kind of thinks she's like, when she's going to meet his moms, she freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is usually more of a boy stereotype to do. Right. But I've been there. (laughs) I've been mm-hmm. the girl. I've been the girl that freaked out. I was like, "No, no, thanks. I don't want to meet your parents. Bye." I'm still. Not, oh, for sure. I'm still not great with yeah. parent things and relationships. <laughs> I, in I general, tr- yeah, I try really just, hard. You know, they could be great, and I'm still not going to be perfect at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because growing up, I was raised by a single mother, and you know, my my family is fine and they're great, <laughs> but there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of backstory there. We're yeah. not a normal family. Sure. There's a lot to dive into when you're inviting a new person into your household. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus, like, like oh, what, by the way, my family's weird. Yeah, what you <clears throat> consider normal is, or, you know, we're always like, oh, your family's crazy, my family's crazy, but you're used to your family's crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. So Maeve uses the description, uh, Shiny. She's like, I'm not shiny like your family. Yeah. And yeah, I felt that way all growing up. I was like, I know my family is not shiny. I know I'm not shiny. Right. So letting someone in was a big move. It's totally. So yeah. It's also like um, letting other people know that she's smart is like another big deal because it's also like sort of a thing she plays close to her chest where, you know, you see her look at this picture of her mom who has drug problems and her as a little kid and obviously her parents are not in the picture and it's kind of like you know she sees her brother again and he's dealing drugs and he's kind of in and out of her life and he wants better for her but he also teases her about it like oh you're gonna go hang out with like you know all the nerds at school and he's resentful in a way a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. but at the same time Mm -hmm. he wants better for her so Mm -hmm. I guess like do you guys think that Maeve and Jackson are like a good relationship do you think they're like compatible for each other given what we see in the show they seem like they help each other at the juncture they're at right now yeah. but mm-hmm. he recognizes by the end that she's not into him like he yeah. falls for her he tells her he loves her yeah i mean you it's know. also a little bit like you know it's built on a lie sure to a certain yeah. extent because yeah. like otis kind of gave him the the insider scoop and that seems to be enough of the catalyst that got them to be more in uh a relationship relationship. The bad thing is, is like, at first you think it's just that, like, that he's like, you know, Cyrano de Bergerac, he's like stealing like crib notes from somebody else. Yeah. But then Jackson gets to be more likable and they do have more in common. And mm. they do seem like they're attracted to each other and they're talking to each other about real stuff. Yeah. So then when he gets to the <clears throat> point where he's like, oh yeah, Otis, I paid Otis to, you know, tell me what you like. Then you're kind of like, dude... You didn't need to go there. Like, well, he was drunk, yeah. right? It's thing. so terrible. And you get that people do stuff when they're hurt to hurt somebody else, but you're still like, oh, no. Yeah. I think I liked Jackson more when he did say, like, yes, at first he did tell me the things that you liked and I did get into them because of you, but I actually really did like them. Yeah. yeah. It was like- He's yeah, like, I like Sylvia Plath. Yeah. He never yeah. had an avenue right. to explore those things because he has been tailored in his life 
to be the swimmer and he right. spent so much time a day either running or swimming right. or being this version of the child that his parents slash educators want him to be. Right. And so I think he probably did learn a lot from getting to know Maeve better. And she challenged him in a different way because exactly. he's used to people always being rah, 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 cheering him on. Yes. And he was kind of like, oh, you weren't <clears throat> there at my swim meet. Yeah. You know, little did he know she's having an abortion, which I we should touch on that episode because that was like a really good fucking episode. episode so <laughs> that, I think that yeah. was the one I, the last one I rewatched before coming here. Yeah. That, that was a so really good, good episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Maeve uh, sleeps with Jackson, gets pregnant, and doesn't tell Jackson, and goes and gets an abortion. Yeah. Clearly confronted by, you know, religious Bible Bible thumpers out front, getting yeah. yelled at. Then she gets kind of accosted in the waiting room by an older woman who has had multiple abortions. Right. And being confronted with, <clears throat> well, if I do this now, is this going to be my path? That mm-hmm. I'm just going to be at the abortion clinic? This is who I am now? Yeah. And yeah, I think they did a good job of getting into her psyche. And I think when they could have just used it as like an Otis Maeve bonding moment. Right. They used it for so much more than that. Yeah. I mean, you see her in like really vulnerable moments, like when she's like telling the doctor, when the doctor's kind of giving her the rundown of like, are you sure you don't want to do adoption? And she has a really great line where she's like, I don't think anyone wants a pregnant 17 year old. It's just like, (laughs) that's funny. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I think that episode does a really good job of kind of like tackling that issue, showing the multi-facets of it, but not really kind of like funneling you in either direction. You know, I mean, I'm not yeah. sure they're trying to be like, well, both sides of the argument are good. I think it's still kind yeah. of like, you know, you have a right to Regardless, choose. Regardless, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's a better yeah. sentiment. For sure. I loved the, the actress that was the older mom that was having the abortion. And then, you know, she's trying to make the younger girls feel better and create mm. some laughter and some brevity. But then later on, you see her kind of fall apart. And Maeve is sort of like in that role of like stepping up, kind of like Ola and her dad, where she's sort of like being the... Not more mature, but just like kind of being like, oh, I don't, I don't like this flavor of pudding. Like just trying to comfort somebody else, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's pretty great. And it, and she has a good line too, where she's sort of like, she regrets the children she did have that she wasn't ready for more right. than having an abortion when she knows that's not the right time. So there is something to be said for that. Yeah, and like yeah. They're even like pivoting to the the Bible thumper characters yeah. and like how you know you have the one girl she's like really sexually expertise but she's upset that her boyfriend had like sex sex right you know, like like uh, traditional intercourse and so it's kind speak. of hilarious because uh-huh. it kind of humanizes someone that could be just a stereotype of like throwing shit at yeah. someone or you know <clears throat> spewing hate speech. Yeah, no, it was good to kind of like I'm glad we got to spend more time with those characters other than them just kind of like. And the humor of hollering, it. Yeah. You know, because it, like, it, it shows you, like, especially with like, characters like that, like, they're children, so they don't even fully understand, like, sure. what they're yelling at these poor people who are trying to make a big decision going to the hospital, you know? Right. And I liked how Otis had the conversation with the one half, the woman of the Bible Thumpers, mm-hmm. and was kind of getting at, like, well, it's okay to be born again. Born again is fine. We're all constantly being born again. Right. Yeah. We're all constantly reassessing who we are as people and the choices we make. We're trying to forgive people. Right. <laughs> Whether it's ourselves or others. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, it was good. It was comical, but it's still pretty poignant. Mm-hmm. And that was like also the first episode where Otis and Maeve, like, that's like when the tides change where they're like, 
texting each other and smiling. They're more on equal footing. Well, you also start to see the the budding of romance that that is no doubt there, even though they, you know, Otis is definitely more aware of it than I think Maeve is. And and we only see by the end of the season that Maeve kind of entertains it, but then when she gets a peek at uh, Ola, she's like kind of not into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where she freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's good, too, that they're touching on the fact that, I don't know, when you guys were in high school... I felt very much that if you had a boyfriend, that fit the boyfriend role, not the friend role. Like, I I think I was friends with my high school boyfriend before we started dating, but yeah. it became a whole other thing. Yeah. And I it's liked a weird that, thing. Yeah. I liked yeah. that Otis and Maeve were like friends. They're friends. And Otis said that to Eric multiple times. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, she's a friend. And yeah. When he would contact other people, he'd be like, you're uh, objectifying her. Don't objectify her. She's a person. Right. Which I think is really cool. I definitely feel like the the strong takeaways from the show, like the positives are, and I think I've read that it had a lot of female writers, so I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe that's got something to do with it. But it's just like, it's really like good, positive boy reactions to stuff where it's not you know, he's giving this therapy and relationship advice and sex advice. But even when he's just talking to his fellow guy friend, like they're not like saying super, super scary shit about women, yeah. <laughs> which right. is it's pretty not, great. like locker roomy misogynistic yeah. talk. And if there ever is something like that, it's yeah. kind of Maeve- squashed on, on the show pretty yeah. quickly. And they right. actually seem like legit friends, he and Maeve, yeah. versus him just pretending to be her friend because he likes her or something like that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was created by a woman, and I think almost every episode was written by a woman. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Ladies' touch. So maybe ideal. <laughs> could be idealized if you think that, but yeah. you know, yeah, possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like the. I I I'm curious to like see where they go in season two with like him and May's relationship of like, because now like you know I'm of the mind where it's like well I'm kind of okay with. Otis seeing Ola. Right. And Maeve seeing Jackson. But, like, do I do I even want to see Otis and Maeve be together? Do I even think they'd be, like, a good couple? You know what I mean? I well, do. Yeah, yeah. I do really like Jackson a lot, but I kind of hope that Maeve doesn't go back to Jackson. Because I don't think Otis she will. Off the table, yeah. And I, ho- I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's what I happens. I got the vibe that she will, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. maybe this is going to be, like future development of her actually realizing she actually likes him because she's going to be jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's sort of like your easy way out of making you realize your feelings as a character mm-hmm. is like presenting them like, oh, not options off the table. I yeah. just thought it was always going to be there. Right. But don't sleep on Otis. Right. Exactly. <laughs> don't, sleep on <laughs> don't sleep on that guy. Yeah. He's going places. Yeah. I loved, but you know, you're right. I found the show very funny and I loved at the end of the show, was Otis like finally being able to masturbate and then like yes. having the really awesome 80s music of and he's like, like floating out of the bed yeah and, and I like yeah. that it kind of you know takes you a suspension of disbelief like out of it being so serious and I kind of I was cracking up at the end and I think yeah. that was a good way to end the show because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the other times where he was attempting masturbation were so uncomfortable yeah they were so awkward <laughs> I was just like who his face so uh-huh. funny I thought what was weird is like who uses a magazine anymore who who does the internet? So did you? Because one when it had it was like, oh mate, you gotta get on Pornhub. Yeah, they got everything on Pornhub. I'm just like, so like, did you find that that the show? Did you feel like it was kind of like playing to like 80s nostalgia a little oh, bit? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because it was sort of like 
painting that John Hughesian like right. 80s movie, which is American, but then it's British, and you're sort of like British. I think is it modern day? Is it 80s? What is this? I think it's trying to be contemporary, but acknowledging like kind of the what came before. Yeah, the John Hughes like kind of 80s romantic zeitgeist yeah. of like high school comedies or high school dramas in a way, you know. Which is kind of cool because in a lot of those movies, the f- main character is a female that's awkward and unrequited, yeah. and so now you have young dude which is mm-hmm. kind of nice yeah flip I, the switch yeah i thought for sure that we were in the early 90s yeah. until you Jean, see a cell phone or something yeah until yeah. Jean asked otis well it's rom-com night do you want to watch 80s oh, Roberts yeah. or early naughties and i was like oh so it's post 2000 okay right. not in the 90s okay yeah. all right <laughs> so yeah it kind of took me out for sure yeah just i definitely questioned the the time period but i was like happy with it and i also love just like the way the the show is shot, I think it looks so I think good. It's so, that was my favorite part. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, are you yeah. are you not just like super hot on the show? Brandon? I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I think it's doing a good job, and I think it's vital for children. I don't think it was like made for me, right? Sure. But I still like it. I wish I had seen shit like this when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like yes. there's so many times now where I'm like. Man, it would have been great if I had had some of this knowledge there going are, into my 20s. Uh, an 18-year-old yes. Robbie could have definitely been yeah. a better person. If he saw <laughs> a 14-year-old like Diana would have benefited from like all the episodes of the girls that were like talk- openly talking about shit. They mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, I just want to have sex. I just want to know what that's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, we should definitely talk about... Um, I, I oh Lily, Lily, yeah, because like, what is that actress? I'm gonna look her up. She, I feel like I've seen her in something else. Tanya Reynolds. A lot of these young actors in this show, this is one of their only credits or one of three credits. A lot yeah. of these young actors have not been in many. In a lot things. of stuff, they're all. So I felt like Maeve looked like Margot Robbie so much, but I've heard that. Uh, maybe that was just because well. no, because you're not, you're of not how alone. she was dressed and portrayed. But if you watched uh, Hulu's The Path, there's an actress on The Path as well. Who oh, really? Like pretty much a ringer or a sister yeah. or a cousin to Maeve. <laughs> gotcha. But um yeah, uh, but yeah the Lily, Lily character she's great she's great and I feel like you know uh, I think the show like gives you all these characters because like you relate to all of them in some way or another I definitely like related to like you know Lily's kind of like there's a point where you get to the age and if you're still a virgin like I don't want to generalize to say everybody but I definitely know for me it was kind of like the race to lose it oh yeah point, you that know, whole argument like, gotta get it done just when they're it, you, know? you know her and Otis are gonna ride their bikes down the hill yeah. and she's kind of like oh I just I feel like if I don't have sex and we're all gonna go off to school and then everyone else will have had it and then I'll graduate from college and I'll still be the person that yeah. hasn't and had just sex. like the idea of like <laughs> yeah. you know people don't want to necessarily like you know sometimes if you're signing up for some some casual fun people don't want to be the one to be like I didn't sign up to take your fucking yeah. virginity. You know? And that's, that's a that's scary a big thing. Deal. That is like, a big fucking deal. And it's a big deal. And I, I, you have to understand it's kind but of both sides. it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but it's, it is. But it is. You yeah. have to understand like both sides of the argument. If the person who's like, I don't want to take your virginity, you have to kind of understand that side of the argument. But also the person who's just like, I'm consenting to, to getting rid of it. Like, yeah. let's go. Like, you have yeah. to kind of see that side of it as well. For sure. Because, yeah, you don't want to be that person who can't find someone to sleep with you because you still have that B card. Right. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. 
But then, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, or you build stuff up in your head for too long, right? That right. it's going to be really awesome, and then maybe not so I mean, that's, awesome that's the first time. Her, you know, yeah. By the yeah. time she, you know, was, she was sort of like, I wanted it to be perfect. Yeah, that and guy was awesome. That guy was great. Their I don't whole... think he came out of nowhere. And at first, I was like, Is this an adult at this high school? <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I, and I like that she was just like, Want to have sex? And he was like, Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and then they're like role playing, and then like you know the the whole like they're about to do it and, and it just isn't working she doesn't right. like, quite understand like why and like I liked mm-hmm. the pressure that, of it the pressure of it that aspect like you know the, I like the idea of like you know another aspect I don't think it's talked about, talked about enough it's like you know uh, you know your body parts have to be ready and willing up here in your mind sure. to make the things down there want Work. to do exactly. what they want to do yeah. you know so it's I like the idea where it's like you know like it deals you watch, like you watch movies and it's Otis. like yeah it's like the uh you know, the the brain power needs to make the mechanics downstairs operate. And right. like it, it's like in other movies where it's like, you know, they're kissing disgustingly and then they're going right to sex. And it's like, it's not very doesn't real. Work. It doesn't, yeah, it's not very realistic. Or it's yeah. not realistic to expect that both people are at that point yet. You yes. know, like you're just like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool to kind of like see that aspect of it of just like kind of, you know, the parts having to catch up perhaps or understanding why. You're not being able to do something. And okay. it's not bad. It's not wrong. Yeah. Right. And even with Maeve in biology, having to do that diagram with Otis, she was like, oh, I know. I'm a woman. I'm going to label all these women parts. Right. And I was just like, no, actually, you're wrong. This part is this. Right. And this part is that. Yeah. And even Maeve, who's been around the block a little bit, yeah. right. she still doesn't have a full understanding because she probably went into it. Her body was ready. But her mind, for whatever reason, doesn't fully understand exactly what she has as right. a woman, which I feel yeah. is a very common thing. Or we get that idea women. of like, you know, she's saying like everyone assumes that I've been with all of these people and it's kind of like this persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then she kind of puts up this, you know, wall that she is maybe more experienced, but she's kind right. of like, fuck you guys. Right. But in like, reality, gonna, she hasn't had that much experience, maybe. Right. So I'm going to play this part because yeah. you guys deemed me in this role. Put it on me, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Right. I kind of love the the Amy character also because we get that arc where she is kind of like bouncing from these all these different guys. She starts with Adam in the beginning, and then she kind of no assumes. Smoke. Yeah, she just kind of assumes that she's doing things wrong or she's like, yeah. she she gets to a certain point where she kind of finally gets asked, like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't actually I've know. I literally never thought of that. I have that never. Was, that was me. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I've never been asked that. Because oh. you always think that you're ready, but you're really just a vessel for yeah. other people. And yeah. you just want to make sure everyone else is having a good time, but sure. you're not super concerned about yourself having a good time. Exactly. I've been, I've been in the situation where it's like, you got a lot on your mind for some reason while you're doing the deed, and then, like, you know, things don't end the way they should, and then your partner's, like, self-conscious about it. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, why didn't this happen this way? Why didn't this... What, what did I do that's wrong? It's like, no, it, it's literally not you at all. <laughs> then it's like, well, how come you're not here for this in your brain when we're doing this sure. thing? It's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that, those are some of the... The thematic seeds that I like really were, was into, you know, yeah, because I thought it was very believable. I don't think a lot of shows like I said it in the beginning of the podcast, but I don't think a lot of shows like tackle those issues in a in a respectful way that makes people not feel alienated, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked that we had the show resolve with like Maeve didn't end up with Otis. Mm-hmm. She kind of freaked when she sees 
Otis with Ola, but then at the end we have her end up with her friend Amy, like playing cards, who's yeah. ditched her like bitchy popular friends for Maeve, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, in that regard, I liked how those characters ended up. I know we kind of we don't really know how Jackson's gonna end up, mm-hmm. but and I liked too that the the bitchy friends that Amy left were slowly also starting to realize, right. like, oh, we're toxic. Yeah. Like, we have issues, too. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly working through it as well. Like They're mean to each the other. The plastics of the yeah, show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm curious, <laughs> like, you know, I almost wonder if they'll do, like, a, a time jump for season two, or if they're just going to go right into it where it left off. Do you, what year do you think they are in school? They just started. Are they sophomores? They said they had year? three more years. Okay. I think they said two more years. Two? Okay. Yeah. Did you think that Otis and Maeve were the same year? Because initially I assumed she was older, but then she's in some of his classes, so who knows? It was very unclear. Yeah, yeah that, that might not be a thing there, too. Yeah. Folks. Well, they said they were in yeah. sixth form. Okay. And right. they kept saying, well, the, the, yeah. the best two years of our lives. So maybe they only have one more year left after that. Huh, maybe. maybe. But it, sworn it, they, uh, yeah. Eric said two or three, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the beginning of school year, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think uh, that was very ambiguous, which is not sure. a problem, but yeah. I am curious. Yeah. I almost <laughs> would like to, you know, have season two pick up. You know, at the end, end of high school and like them dealing with like going to college and maybe see some of these threads that we were discussing kind of happen in, in the interim that we don't get mm. to see. And we kind of deal with like maybe the fallout of some of those things. Um, I have a feeling they probably just kind of kind of pick up where the ball got dropped. It depends on like when they start reshooting it. And I think Netflix shows kind of like are pretty quick. They go they go into it pretty quickly. Yeah. So because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very unclear whether Maeve gets to come back to school because Jackson oh, did this right. very heroic thing where he said, I will swim for your team as long as Maeve continues here at school. Right. And, you know, he was like, well, I don't take bribes. So now yeah. the headmaster... really solidified how shitty the headmaster yes, is. Yes, absolutely. I was just, like, kind of getting where he was coming from. He's like, well, he doesn't understand all the issues his son's having. And, like, yeah. he does seem like a problem child. And, like, you know, maybe as a parent, you got to do something that seems strict. I don't know about sending your kid to military school. I'm Yeesh, a parent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, he he quickly throughout the show kind of it's just like, no, you're a a villain. You're not a good. You're not a good person. No. Yeah. And I think maybe that was probably one of my biggest critiques of the show were the teachers. Yeah. Because really, only that female English teacher. I was she was like, the yeah, only she one. seems real. She seems like a real human being and yeah. cares about her students. And then you have that very the band teacher, band slash chemistry slash, bio, slash biology. I slash. Loved. Him he um, so much. He just seemed like him. a. He well, I I liked him. I don't know if I loved him. He I just seemed him. like a a functioning alcoholic at school. <laughs> I'm into you that. know, I'm into wearing that. Hawaiian shirts. He sold me when going he, to a speed dating. He, he sold me when he had the they're doing the swing band thing, and actually something was really cool. He, he just was like, that was fucking tight. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> I'm in on this dude. This dude is my, is my dude right now. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> See, I was a band kid in high school, so I'm like, he seems very unbelievable. <laughs> that, is, that is fair. <laughs> but I also really disliked the scene where it's in either the second or last episode, and you see a bunch of characters waking up for school. Uh-oh. And the school. Right. Early morning. It's, it might be like the last day of school. It's very ambiguous. Yeah. 
But you see the headmaster, like, dancing in the hallways. Yeah. And he's, like, being goofy and weird. And I'm like, he doesn't deserve this weird, goofy montage of him yeah. dancing in the school. I'm like, I don't care about this character. Well, I mean, Am maybe, I supposed maybe to like you're him? supposed to, to feel that way, to feel maybe. like, fuck you. Maybe. You get to dance around and, and gallivant, you know, you ruined all <laughs> these other people's lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. It kind of took me out. I was like, oh, this is like a fun 80s school montage. Yeah. Definitely. But why is he dancing in the right. hallway? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, maybe he's excited about his son going off to military school. I know. It was sort of like a weird reference to Breakfast Club, like to yeah. that guy, but not quite. I mean, I imagine he'd be excited to send his son to military school because he's he thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know? In I his think he mind. just doesn't want to deal with him anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. that's it too. Like, he, first of all, he doesn't like, have, don't embarrass me anymore. Well, he, exactly. He doesn't have this <laughs> problem at school anymore, which is his son. Yeah. So that's gone. And then, you know, in his head, it's like, oh, my son will come back. No less gayer than he already is right. going to military school surrounded by boys. I mean, I don't doing that. It'll I don't think his fun. dad has any Lexan. idea. Oh, he has that. no idea. I think yeah. I think Adam barely had a yeah idea. Inkling, yeah, yeah. Until you know they were doing the thing, right? Which again, I was shocked by. I I understand that everyone Not else so saw shocked. it, but I didn't. I and I get how it. Makes sense. I was shocked, maybe was shocked, shocked that it went as immediately physical as it did. Because mm-hmm. I kind of expected, like, maybe they'll kiss, but like, or it'll come close to them, like, coming to blows, and then he'll maybe, freak out. Kind, kind of. I didn't uh, think it would yeah. be like, yeah, they're going to have sex during detention. But I was kind of like, oh, all right, right on. I think, it. if anything, <laughs> I was not disappointed. That's too strong of a word. Yeah. But that, that Eric was into it. Uh, initially, because I'm like, oh, um, Adam has been so terrible. He's to you. been terrible it's to clear him. Clear that Adam has something for you, but do you have to have something for him so readily? Good point. Well, I that think yeah. to me was like, oh, Eric. I think but, it mirrors like you know he he was kind of accosted by um sorry I forgot her name again uh, Lily. He was mm-hmm. you know Lily was like I want to have sex and he's like I'm gay and she's yeah. like oh really I think that it's kind of like a mirror because like you know Eric oh, says he has never had sex before. He's watched a lot of gay porn. He's given two and a half blowjobs. Two and a half blowjobs. I think he even said, I think it was handjobs. Oh, handjobs. Yeah. So, like, even, you know, a little bit lower on the the baseball field. (laughs) Um, So, I think that I could see this kind of thematically mirroring that, where it's like. Yeah, he's kind of wants some experience. Exactly. Or is taken up in the moment. So, I think even if he. Help out someone in need. Sure. I think it, like, I think. You know, it's supposed to be this, like, passionate impasse of, like, you know... Yeah. Whoever you people... Whoever they are to each other has kind of drifted away in that moment, and it's all about lust. True. Right. Yeah. And True. I guess we sort of see him, like, finally stand up to Adam, and that's when they kind of end up getting mm-hmm. together, so maybe that's good in a way, but yeah, you're sort the, of, like... the power uh, balance had shifted enough yeah. for yeah. it to be okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting. I mean, but yeah, not not my favorite. I'm like, Eric, you deserve better. (laughs) He definitely does deserve better unless Adam can kind of get his shit together. Right. Who knows if that's going to happen. I I wouldn't be surprised if season two starts. It was my pitch for how season two starts. Because season one starts, Adam's banging that chick, Amy. Yes. Yeah. So season two starts, Adam's in military school and he's trying to like get out or, you know, like. Is getting expelled from military school or something like that. Or I don't know. Or, ha- or fooling around with a guy in military school or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the the beginning of season two. Yeah. I mean, that could be cool. Yeah. I like or not. thematic mirroring. <laughs> yeah. I think mirroring is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, how I, that's how I would do it. Hmm. 
but they didn't ask me to write it yet. So no, <laughs> if, that, I if I get not. that email from Netflix, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> no things that I would like to see happen in season two is I want to see Jean actually like react from the things that she has learned in season one Ooh, and actually implement those changes. Right. Yeah. That would be great. What's she going to do with her book? You right. know, like if her book is popular and she's written all this crappy stuff about she, herself. Or, or if she scraps book? her book. Yeah. That would be cool too. I think she's going to scrap it. You think so? Yeah. I I, that's, that's the implication I got. Yeah. Well, she's really that dense, but like... Ugh. Clearly, Otis doesn't want it to be published. Yeah, so, I mean, they I could use it. You know, if you think about it from like you know a showrunner standpoint, it's like, do you want to keep that conflict there? Does that conflict even have steam in it anymore? To like, mm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, have we kind of like explored what that conflict is enough that like, do you really think you can kind of put it in the season two and make it last another eight episodes? Or maybe Otis will now that he has kind of broken through his wall co-wrote it maybe he'll come in to his mom and say you know like all right you know i figured this out i don't feel as awkward about it i see it's an important thing to write about i want to help you because i want to help dudes who are in my situation get past this i'm into that i see that but then it kind of mirrors the same problem she had with her husband that's true co-writing a book Mm. i think that's a problem she has for i think her character what she needs is to to do a piece of work on her own on her own that maybe is more self-introspective of just like, I sleep with a lot of guys who have mommy issues. The book. I don't know. <laughs> Which she should have been I'm, writing for years. For years. I'm finally yeah. dating a, a man who's kind to me. Yes. I don't know what to do about this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's curious. He made me soup. The book. The book. I think that we'll see... I think season two has a lot of, like, different directions it could go in. But I'm not yeah. sure, like, if the show is nailed down, like, what it is enough for me to even really predict. Like, are Otis and Maeve going to be able to be friends if he's dating Ola? Ola. And she secretly is pining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I mean, she'll I focus see, on school. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I would I would imagine that, I mean, the, the cliche route, which is not to say what they'll do, is Otis will be with Ola and will be continually tempted by Maeve I mean, are they still running the sex education or the sex therapy clinic? clinic yeah, at I school, guess that'll be the question. Know? Well, that's if Maeve say. is even at school. Right. That's true. I keep forgetting she And if Ola yeah. gets to go to this school because right. Maeve maybe dropped off. So, right. you know, I don't know. And you have sort of your new dynamic of, okay, Eric's going to be out and a little bit more proud of himself, but yeah. he doesn't have anyone at school in the immediate vicinity that he's maybe going to date. Sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, though. Someone doesn't school. have to be. Um, his outfit His outfit at the dance. So good. Good fire. So good. Perfect. I can't wear heels <laughs> like he wears heels. No way, so. man. Those are so tall. Yeah. I don't even want to no, wear that, that crazy no, hat thanks. that he was wearing. Oh, that was awesome. That was cool. And his makeup was yeah. like so on point, too. Yeah. I mean, also, I, we haven't really discussed a lot of the, um, the, the drag episode, which yeah. I think is... Hedwig. Big turning point. Um... I kind of love that that was something they did together for his birthday, though, because like, yeah. and that they've been doing for yeah. years. Yeah, because I, I mean, it, when I first saw Hedwig, I was in Scotland, and it was like a huge deal over there. So you didn't see Michael C. Hall do it? No, not live, but I went like oh, when the movie okay. first came out. Oh, right, right. It came out, and I saw it when it was first released there, mm. and I was you know kind of young to be seeing it, but and I was seeing it with my parents, so it was like a big deal. Because there was, like, a lot of questions, but then, like, you know, not everything you're going to ask your parents immediately. Right. And then I got to see it live later, and it's so much fun. 
I still have never engaged with Hedwig. It's oh, pretty yeah. great. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, the music I, is good. I took a queer and lesbian theater and performance class in college, and it was kind of like my introductory to queer theory and and finding my own identity in a lot of ways. But uh, there was a few plays where they were just like. We just don't have time to talk about them right now. And it was like Hedwig and Angels in America. And I'm like, oh really? Those are big ones. Eventually, so eventually, I did read Angels in America. It's one. It's my. I think it is my single favorite piece of. I think if you get a chance to watch the movie version of Hedwig, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I've read. I've read the. I've watched the movie version of um, Angels in America too. and That's very good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would like to engage with it because like there, it was like those two, and we didn't cover Rent either. Huh. Interesting. But the things that we did cover were a lot of like, you know, older. plays, shorter plays that were, like, technically illegal in, like, the 50s through 80s, like, during, um, is it Hayes Code? Is that what it is? Like, the censorship laws at that time? Yep. So, yeah, there, we just, like, read a lot of those. That was, like, really interesting, too. But, yeah, I always, I had to kind of catch up on some of these other, like, queer literature or queer theater. Yeah. So, Hedwig's on the list, one of these days. But that was, yeah, that was an important episode, because it was sort of, like, you know, Otis is a good friend in some ways to have been doing all these things with him. And then it kind of allows Eric to be more comfortable and be himself. But yeah. then when he's on his own, he's forced to either learn new things that he can't because, you know, it kind of like puts him up front with all yeah. these other people that are not going to be as accepting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like some sympathy to have on like both sides with him and Otis. Because like Otis, it's like not too much. You shouldn't dish your friends. No. Simple as that. Yeah. But, like, you know, to kind of understand, like, I don't think Otis has ever expressed interest in a girl before. So for him to be kind of, like, captivated and wrapped up, it's kind of understandable. Mm. Again, don't diss your friend. That's not what I'm trying to say. Not on But, like, birthday. you know, you kind of... Definitely not <laughs> birthday. Of all days, not yeah. that one. Well, know. I think that's, too, why that argument blew up the way it did, because... I'm not saying that I think that they are toxic friends to mm. each other. I think they're good friends to each other for the most part. Right. Yeah. But there is something to be said about Eric's jabbing at him like, oh, you can't even wank. Mm, and yeah. kind of like keeping him at a place where he might not get interested in girls. Sure. And so finally, there's this thing because at the beginning of the show, you see Eric trying to insert himself into the whole clinic oh, experiment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Otis is finally doing this thing with Maeve. And yeah. Eric was like, well, what I what do I do then? Right. And right. Maeve's like, well, you don't really do anything. You're not a part of this. Yeah. And so I can understand why Eric is, like, grasping at that friendship, and he doesn't want it to change. I totally yeah. get that. And yeah. he, he finds but his he own strength. he has to strength, deal with it, you know. in his own way. Yeah. Right? And kind finally of... come to terms with the fact that perhaps he thought that Otis would always be for be there for him as well. Sure. Yeah. Just like Maeve thought later on. It's kind of like when you have your friends be your emotional support mm-hmm. versus dealing with that with the person that you're attracted to. Right. There's yeah. a level of like you have to kind of find your own strength on your own. Yeah. And Eric know. is kind of forced to do that. He for is sure. forced to do that. Yes. And, he, and he does it through, you know, having to, he, he regresses for a few episodes. Yeah, he's angry. He's angry, but he also like, you know, he... He reinserts himself back into the closet. Mm-hmm. He kind mm-hmm. of like shuts away his queerness. It manifests as anger, you know, and and it's when he goes to church and is accepted again. He kind of finds his own strength and then him and, and Otis are able to kind of like come back together stronger, I think, because Otis like had a that's it's it's the dance scene and like Otis just had a few big fuck ups. Eric just had a journey and he was able to come out again loud and proud wearing the 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 best makeup. Yeah. 
and wrath and everything is all great. Wearing the jewel tones on his nails. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, they're able to, I think, come back. I think their friendship will now be stronger than ever because yeah. they kind of get oh, yeah. it a little bit more, you know. Well, they were finally separate for a little bit, which I think is important in friendships is to right. kind of realize like, well, if we're together 100% of the time nonstop, yeah. we kind of remain stagnant as people. Yeah. And so that's just a part of growing up that's a harsh reality yeah. for sure growing up with your friends. It's to crazy. me, that scene too was very yeah. reminiscent of like Pretty in Pink, like John Hughes, like Molly Ringwald and John Cryer, like they're estranged. And then the end of the movie is like yeah. her showing up at the dance with no date. And then like he comes and dances with her as her friend. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. They It'll be not, okay. They are butties. Yeah. It does not have to be sex. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good. And I like too, during that dance scene, you have that character, Liam, I want to say his name is. Oh, yeah. Who was oh. really trying to get with the girl. And Baking the cake. All of the right things he thought. And it just wasn't playing I forgot out about for that. Well, him. he's, you know, the, the uh, nice guy allegory. Yeah, It's like, I have, I've given you seven sex tokens, or seven nice guy tokens. <laughs> seven sex You tokens. give me sex now. Right. You know? Right. I bought you dinner. I did this thing. Give me sex now. I'm entitled yeah. to sex now, right? And it's right. like, well, no, I don't, no, you're I don't not. like you. Sorry, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. I baked you this cake. Yeah. And I like how <laughs> it, it, they kind of took it to the umpteenth degree where he's like, well, I'm going to kill myself then. Because it's like, you know, right. I think that is like a trajectory with like those type of boys in high school who like you know i think are kind of fed a narrative too often yes and they don't know how to to not be that way or to see yeah if you get a negative response well this is how you react <laughs> right exactly. the proper way yeah. also it's just like you know it's like you might really like someone if they don't like you guess what that's that's it it like, you gotta keep going yeah. you don't you'll necessarily f- end your life you'll figure it out it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess that's also why i found the eric adam connection a little bit confusing because a couple yeah. episodes before then Otis is treating this lesbian couple right who the one came out and then the other came out and they've been friends since childhood yeah and she was like well I felt like I had to be with her because she was so supportive of me yeah and then it's like he, feeling like she owed her right and that, then that one I, I I've seen like real that happened things like that Same. I have yeah. too I've had friends like yeah especially in like high that. school where they're just like I came out, my friend was really there for me, now we're doing this together, and then you get to a point, and I think it happens a lot in, like, queer relationships, and again, I don't mean to, like, generalize, but, like, I've seen it a few times where it's, like, uh, we kind of came out and did this together, and now we've been dating for a while, and I, I kind of want to explore some more options, you Yeah, know? and that's kind of what happened in that that relationship. Definitely. Our deep friendship did not imply right. Love. Or sure. real emotion. Yeah. Or, like, you know. or you can have a deep friendship with someone and then it doesn't necessarily translate to, or even to just the bedroom. The, yeah. the, the curiosity of being like, I feel like I have not explored or lived to the fullest extent that I would like to. And that's, you know, a mm-hmm. thing that happens with people. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, in, in those regards, I think this show is very important because I think a lot of high school films are kind of like this is the be all end all the best years of your life oh yeah and this show is like Mm-mm. yeah and then no. are, and then you're like time. wait a minute i'm not having the best time of my life what am i doing wrong it's kind of showing like okay some You're of this fine. some of this is going to be the best time of your life some of this is going to be really terrible and hard yeah. and weird <laughs> it's also like very positive about like you know uh, all these characters should seek professional sex help not uh, from the random, <laughs> the random awkward boy at school. The boy in the asbestos bathroom. In the asbestos stall. bathroom. But like you know, it is kind of positive about like getting help. And as like someone who's gone to like couples therapy to like figure out problems with their partner, it's like it's helpful and it's something that like you know 
you it, therapy should not be a last ditch option. It should be something that's like, yeah, hey, just do it to. if you want to do this thing. Just do it. Like, it's always nice to have an extra person to talk to, especially having a problem with another person. Like, well, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of that impetus of like the more you see it being normalized, that it's acceptable exactly. to do it. Mm-hmm. And like same with like you mentioned Love Simon, like mm-hmm. the more you see characters that are queer or that are, you know, they're not good at sex the first time and they yeah. think they are going to be or like just showing that stuff is harder. <laughs> yeah. It makes Definitely. people feel better. You know, it's like makes you feel less alone, makes you realize, OK, I can ask questions about this. It's not weird, right. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is definitely a good thing. Mm hmm. Like oh, yeah. I said, wish wish I'd seen shit like this when I was younger, man. <laughs> they weren't making shit like this when we were younger. That's, that's so many that's questions. The thing. We're getting I, it now. Yeah, and I like too that it was high schoolers helping high schoolers, right? Because yeah. it wasn't like, oh, this is like I'm so knowledgeable and I have all this information for you. He was like, I'm learning too. I'm bad at this job. Yeah, yeah. but even Which seeing really some nice. of the, the paradigms of just like you know, there's a there's a queer boy in the popular clique. Yes. That's cool to see, oh, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. like... Of color. Of color, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of cool to kind of see, like, things shift in that way. And, it, and it, again, it's a lot more believable now. And, like, you know, even someone who maybe was ostracized even a decade ago, like, can now be not the best of people in the high school setting yeah. despite like their differences you know it's also mm-hmm. kind of fun to see it like he's like oh nice outfit we're not friends though you know yeah. like this doesn't it, bond us yeah well, like that's kind of a good thing a to know too of, like, you know he wants to be kind of like top gay yeah, yeah you know, he, does. he doesn't and like you know i think that i think that's like could be a thing i totally yeah. like, could see that happening in a high school setting you know mm-hmm. right it's like i this is my unique thing don't even fucking touch it right you know that's why i hope in the second season that they do continue to evolve Adam's character, maybe make another uh, gay character that isn't just like one of the girls, because yeah. in the case of, oh, I forget his name. I'm blanking on his name. The, the popular gay. Oh yeah. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Anwar or. Anwar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it. So, and then essentially like Eric, it's beaten home a couple times that he has all sisters and he's like yeah. one of the girls. Right. So it would be nice to see them explore some, yeah, some more masculine yeah. heterosexual or homosexuals. Yeah. And, sure. and dealing Ma- with Yeah, that. like masculine right. presenting yeah. or, you know, someone just being like, I'm just gay. And I'm just gay, but not, I'm a dude. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not I'm like, like a... it's not my entire identity in a way, you know, mm-hmm. I it's, think... it's interesting. The, exploring the multifacets of, of how that works. Yeah. Agreed. Because uh, I don't know if you guys watched Happy Endings, but Adam, pa- a- Adam Pally plays a character in Happy Endings and he's a slob and he's a gay and he's just yeah. like, I'm a slob. I'm a gay. I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind and of I, love having. Yeah. I'm into that. Like, <laughs> the rainbow. There are many colors. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we've all grown up meeting people who are of many different denominations right. or identities. Right. And it's like, no, yeah, a lot of these people don't fall into this, Norms. this and this, especially now that we understand like, you know, gender and sexuality as a spectrum. Right. You know, it all, it all exists in. Just because you're gay doesn't mean that you're super clean or that you dress super feminine or or otherwise or something right. that you do and that's fine, yeah. you know? Right. It's what it is. You're just a human. You're just a person and you do what you like. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's the same, they have the same bottom parts as you and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be human. Yeah. 
Well, any last thoughts for either of you before we kind of wrap this up? I think I'm good. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm really hot on the show. I really like it. I'm really excited for, for whatever they do next. I think it's funny. I think that was needed when I was watching it because I was looking for something that wasn't necessarily so super serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it deals with some good issues, even though it is funny. So Definitely a welcome addition to the, the Netflix original yeah. repertoire. Yeah, worth checking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very differently from how I felt about Friends from College, which I wasn't super hot on in the first season. So we talked about this earlier that I didn't even give the second season a shot. Yeah. Like, I didn't dislike sex education at all. Yeah. I'm not as hot on it, I think, yeah. as you guys. Sure. But I do yeah. think it's important and valid. And if when that second season comes out, I'll watch it. Yeah, give it a shot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Cool. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely into it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) You liked it. And that's not about that. (laughs) Fair. It's got a good soundtrack. So if you if you look that up, there's a couple of uh, yeah, there's a couple of lists out there of all the various songs in the in the episodes, and they're fun. Yeah, that's awesome. It's also beautiful to watch. So if anything, watch it for the sets and the cinematography. Yeah, man, I wish I went to a school like that. It looked like it's so pretty. I wish I lived where Otis lived. His room, Otis looks house. Otis looks looks like like he lives in like some Swiss chalet somewhere. Yeah, dude. What is that? I don't know. And Jackson's house is cool. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson's is cool. That's yeah. true. Even though Maeve lives in a caravan, it's beautiful in that yeah, area. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I, live, I live in that like trailer park community. Do you have to live by the... yourself? Fuck yeah. 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 yeah around with here, your neighbor like, with a cat of... on a leash? Yeah, no, it's fine. I have been. I have lived in neighborhoods where there are cats on leashes yeah. in Long Island. Oh, uh, yes. It was, it was weird. <laughs> it was, I, I was, it was weird. I was just like, oh, you're walking your cat. I'm going to go back inside. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you, Robbie, and I want to thank you, Diana, Aww. for joining me and encouraging me to watch this show. Cool. Thank you. I think you. that's great. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And thank you, listeners, for listening to us dive in and explore all of these different themes. I would love to catch up with you guys again when the second season comes out. Word. We'll Sounds do it good. all again. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to announce what we're doing for Catherine Raycast next month, or are we keeping it under wraps? Oh, it's not under wraps. It's not <laughs> a uh, for the April release of Catherine Raycast, we're going to be getting into Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. So we're going to do more of like a retrospective take. Awesome. On, I can't believe it. One season of Freaks and Geeks. So good, though. It was, it's like 30 it's episodes, season. though, or it's 20? one season, and it's one mighty fine one. It's maybe one. 18 yeah. episodes at max. I watched it a while ago. I, I still am not sure if I'm going to be on this episode. But if I well, at the very least, up. rewatch the pilot. I yeah, it, it, I loved it. It's one of those ones it. that hurts so good. Yeah, <laughs> all of them are so. Good. You're just like those, this yeah. hurts because it's real. <laughs> yeah, it might be one of those shows like you know when you like you binge. It's like a flash in the pan. You yeah. binge watch something, you're like it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like over. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you eat food, you don't even taste it. Cause you ate it so oh. fast. Yeah, so I might, I have, I might have to that. go back. <laughs> but yeah, we're sticking on those good old fashioned high school vibes for April. Good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, guys. And uh, we will, you can find us anywhere on social media, Story Screen Beacon, in different variations of Story Screen Beacon. The main one, go to storyscreenbeacon.com. You can find all of our articles, reviews, podcasts, and now showtimes for the Story Screen Theater in Beacon, New York. If we you ever want to come by and visit us, See, that'd uh, be awesome. Movie. Yeah, me and Burner there on the regular. Diana probably is around oh, at most times. At least a couple yeah. times a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, 
I'm definitely going to be some good working, movies coming. Also, like chilling to watch a movie or two while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I also think it's super exciting because now our listeners can come and meet us and put a face with a voice. I, Talk to yeah. one of us. I, I heard, someone I heard come that. In the other I day. heard Mike said that a couple of people came in and were like, "Oh, you read the articles." I had someone come in and be like, "Oh, I know you from the website," and I was like. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we're always down to talk. So come yeah. and visit us. And thank you so much for listening. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Yeah, oh, I also didn't believe that she was, like, their age. She seems older. She's tiny, but she definitely seemed more mature. Yeah, I did not think that she is of age to kiss that young boy. I mean, that's pretty That's pretty classic that all those characters are probably in their 20s in reality. Oh, yeah, definitely. Playing high schoolers. They're all young 20s, though. Are they? For the most part. That's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they push that too, too hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time.